and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a football Friday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon and Ken Miller. We're live at the KXNO LifeServe Blood Center uh, blood drive going on right now at Principal Park for the next uh, couple of hours. And we should say this, that although they were completely full this morning, uh, there are appointments available here within the next couple of hours. So if this is something that you've done in the past or something you've thought about doing, what a perfect opportunity uh, if you're a fan of this uh, radio station to come on down. Uh, you don't have to be a fan of the radio station. Blood is blood, and they need it, and they are uh, more than willing to accommodate you here for the next, what do they say, Trent? One o'clock, somewhere yeah. in that time period. One o'clock will be the last one. I think twelve forty-five is the last available one. But they're taking walk-ins right now. Even if you don't have time, maybe to get to the white, uh, you know, to the website and get signed up there, you can just walk in right now. They said they have plenty available here as most people maybe did it before work or had a little you know, coffee break that they stopped out, have a little bit of time here before we get to that 1 o'clock hour. So stop out, got time over lunch, stop by, and you can get set up at Principal Park, and that is where things get done here today. Indeed it is. Uh, yep, the lady's just getting on the elevator there. They want cyclone blood, as she said. Something <laughs> like. uh, but they're going to take anybody. That's what it is. Is the Cyhawk, the annual Cyhawk, uh, KXNO Life Serve Blood Center uh, blood drive. So come on down if indeed you are inclined to do so. Well, we're inclined to talk about a whole lot of football here today. The BMW of Des Moines guest list reads like this. At 10.15 or thereabouts, uh, Bama Bob Trent and I will opine on college football from a national perspective. Sure, we'll get Bama's take on Cyhawk. Hawk. Trent and I have been into it all week, and we will be uh, periodically throughout the morning. Uh, but Bama Bob kicks it off. Then Nick Osen is going to join us from CycloneAlert.com. Of course, he's been part of all the press conferences. Is at the game, as you would expect last week. Nick Osen will join us uh, from Iowa State's perspective coming up here at 1045. At 1105, we will head to Vegas. Mike Palm from Circus Sports in his uh, normal time slot. We will go inside the numbers with Mike Palm before Tom Kakert joins us uh, hawkeyereport.com get the latest from tom kakert i'm sure the uh, we got to save a couple of minutes for the uh, hawkeye men's basketball schedule mm-hmm. that was released yesterday the conference portion we knew the non-con uh there was an error remember we were going through those four games seemingly in that fortnight right uh, apparently the big 10 network put up a, a wrong date for the wisconsin game so it's not quite as daunting it's spread out a little bit but we'll do that but mostly cyhawk with tom caker coming up here uh at uh, 11 25 or thereabouts point spread wise where are we at it's still sitting i believe at three and a half here this morning uh the over under the total that we've talked about a lot this week that is main st- maintained steady a uh, four in fact i see popping out is right it? now at one spot yeah let's go to uh, our wager talk site that we like to go to and that gives us a look at a bunch of the numbers that are across the board so we'll get looked here and we can look at where all the money is coming in along with it here we go scroll down three o'clock and kickoff. you said before the show in passing that this is the second uh, largest handle of any college football game so far at Bet Rivers. Yeah, at Bet, Bet Rivers. Rivers. Yeah. Okay, second biggest, and not just in, not in the state of Iowa. No, in the country. country. And they're 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 in a lot of states. They are in a lot of states. So that Including shows you the volume. Some big ones. New York, <laughs> right? The biggest one. Illinois. Yep. They got big ones, no doubt. Uh, four is the number currently at DraftKings. 
Other than that, I'm seeing the rest are three and a half across the board. So one four popped at DraftKings today. Uh, a couple other smaller shops have that at four, but mostly three and a half still is the number for the Cyhawk game. Down to forty in a couple of spots now for that total. All right, what are you waiting for? Thirty nine and a half, or you've already plunged? I've already played. I, yeah. This was my first bet. I got it at forty one and a half, mm-hmm. and uh, th- that feels good. Is to there maybe a have number? that extra tick? Yeah, no, I get it. Is 21-20? there a number that would make you go the other way? No. If it got down to thirty-eight, might you take the over? I, I just—I don't think it will. I can't. Yeah, and I don't—I don't see the middling opportunity. Middling is so much more difficult in those totals. Yeah, I mean, point spreads one thing. You right. got the key numbers of the three and seven. That makes a little bit more yeah, sense. Middling is kind of a, a hope and a prayer. No doubt it about is. that. Yep. All right, so that's the BMW Des Moines guest list uh, here today. Real quick on the on the NFL game last night. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bills are the Super Bowl champions. Um, Super Bowl champion b- betting wise, uh, they are by far the favorite to to win it all. Um, they they look like they deserved. I mean, how about Von Miller's game last night? How about the defense overall last night? Epinesa getting the, in there. Epinesa had a terrific game. I mm-hmm. think he graded out just right behind Von Miller, who was out of his mind. Boy, he's drinking from the fountain of youth. I haven't seen this out of Von Miller in in a couple of years now. He was fantastic in the football game. Uh, Josh Allen is. Um, He's playing at a different level. He really and truly is. How this guy got past the quarterback needy teams, of which my team is on the top of that list. You know how it is. Yeah, Come they on. took Bradley Chubb. Right. Some, a bust by the name of Bradley Chubb. But to think that evaluators were alone, the ones that passed on John Josh Elway Allen. passed on him. You would think that he would know a little thing, something about quarterback. I'm You're just butthurt because it's the Broncos. This was, across the board, there were tons of GMs that thought Josh Allen's going to be a bust. Yeah. Strong arm. Knucklehead, he's not going to be able to do it. And you saw at Wyoming, yeah, he has talent, but we've seen these guys before. Right. And early on in I his career. I wish he would have gone to a big school. Well, sure. And, and then but maybe he would have been. How many evaluators missed on him? Well, lots. lots Juco, right? right? But one did, and that's when that'll never get past. I mean, I love John Elway watching him play the game, but man, he's gone down in my book. He, he coached him in the Senior Bowl for crying out loud. They scouted his bowl game. They were within a couple of hundred miles of this kid, and they took a stiff by the name of Bradley Chubb, who's an unmitigated bust. So I am a little bitter this morning. <laughs> Anyways, uh, let's get to Cyhawk because Trent. It seems to me that we've this game has been dissected and mm-hmm. talked about, although maybe not as much this. Year? Oh, absolutely not! It's not even Why? close. What's, what, what's the reason? Because because I was concerned layers. about their quarterback. Yeah, there's there's so many more layers than we normally have with this game. Where normally it is all right, offense versus defense, defensive line versus offensive line. We're getting into those kind of matchups. Mm-hmm. There's so much more here from the Iowa perspective with the quarterback controversy. Yeah. As bad as they looked offensively, yep. that has really dominated the conversation. The national and, ridicule that oh, came yeah. their way. That's a huge part of it. And it's quarterback, right? Uh-huh. Have we ever gone into a Cyhawk game with quarterback controversy like this? Well, I'm not sure there is controversy, but quarterback question sure. marks, maybe. Yes. Um, I'll say this. Might this game, might we, what is, so what are we going to talk about Monday morning at, at, at this time? Fast forward Monday, who are we talking about? Might it be Hunter Deckers? That's who I would certainly, he is the key to this game. I think he is, Trent. He and plays the well offensive line. Wins. I agree. If the line can keep those front seven or whatever alignment they're in, mm-hmm. if they can give Deckers time to throw the football, this might be this might this game might finally end Iowa State's streak of ineptitude in this series. That's how, Campbell. Yeah, I, th- I think it ultimately comes down to that. And if this Iowa defense, if they ultimately kind of push forward mm-hmm. and make it difficult for him and, and play it the way, and the him makes will find a way to win his first career start on the road. Yes, he played against Oklahoma last mm-hmm. year, but what? Well, it's first drive he threw an interception right away. Came in had a touchdown drive mm-hmm. after that. 
but that's also kind of coming in here on fire. Uh, what do I do? Right. This is all week to prepare. You're the guy. The build up, uh-huh. the thought. Iowa kid getting his chance against the all these things that play into it. It's just a different mental space and coming in, even in a tough environment in Oklahoma in a close close game. It is a completely different environment for him. I I I think you're right. It's going to come down to Hunter Deckers, positive or negative. That very well is going to decide this game. I'm with you. And again, I think the offensive line, I'm not sure how how Iowa State's going to be able to run the football. I think Iowa will be able to run the football. Not, not, I mean, they're not going to tear it up on the ground, I don't think. Petrus is going to try and be average. That would be good. That would be good, right? It would be an improvement over what we've seen the last eight games. So let's go there. If there is no improvement for what Mm -hmm. we've seen in the last eight games, um, we wondered about a short leash last week. Is there? I mean, there wasn't a leash last week. Mm-hmm. Might he? Might might he? Um, might we see Padilla? I think so. I think it's also going to be how this game plays out. Last week was another fair and special. Get up five three. This thing's in the lockbox. Yeah, we know South Dakota State can't move the football right. against us. Our defense is playing they at had such a high level. One opportunity and overthrew the kid that was yep. wide open. That because of that, we know our defense is so good. Yeah. We're not going to screw this up, and we're not going to do anything that can possibly do it. After LaShawn Williams had the ball taken away, did you see how he ran the football? I mean, he was covered yeah, up. That's true. And they weren't going to any other direction. They weren't going to go to a freshman for the possibility of another, tur- another turnover. It was in the lockbox. We're going to get the win. If this game is, I was up 3 nothing middle of the second quarter, and Petrus is playing terrible, Petrus is going to continue to play. Mm-hmm. If I was down 17-3, in the middle of the second quarter, and Petrus is playing terrible, then that's got to force the hand. Doesn't I think, it? Trent, I, think, I think ultimately... Maybe I'm just hopeful. There's, there's, there's got to be um, um, a, a line that gets crossed when... Yeah. I don't know what that's going to be or when that is, but he has to elevate his game for Iowa to win the football game. Their defense is stout. But if Deckers gets time to throw the football, he's mm-hmm. accurate, he's got a big arm. Yes, he does. Oh, by the way, he's got a whole bunch of choices. And he can move. And he can run around a yeah. little bit, too. Those receivers, Hutch Richardson uh, up against Moss, if indeed. And we will get that matchup at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, Peter's going to be on the other side. Uh, in all likelihood, Iowa State's got some weapons. I think Iowa State's going to score in this football game. Man, everybody's going on the under. You know what, you know what they say, right? When everybody's yes. going one way, you go the other. Well, What like, else? 13-13, and then we get quadruple overtime. <laughs> you know, I'd sign for that. That goes over, right? I, I, I love this game. I hope it doesn't end. <laughs> but it, we know that uh, one team's going to be happy and one team won't, and uh, we shall see which one leaves Kinnick Stadium. Um, is it a happy bus ride back to Ames? or We, well, we don't know. There's going to be plenty of grumbling. You mentioned the uh, weather forecast. Yeah, no, I, I, I saw rain, but I was looking at Des Moines. Right. Has it moved its way east? Because, I mean, almost, I don't know. So when I looked at it, what, yesterday, I think, yesterday, is when we talked yep. about it. Yeah, it, it looked like it was going to be a little bit later. You said, yeah, rain later in the evening. That has changed a little bit. So this is the Saturday forecast for Iowa City. Mostly cloudy early, showers developing later in the day. Thunder possible, high of 74, wind 10 to 20 miles an hour. So still later than obviously but what some, we have here. But some winds. But some winds, 10 to 20. Mm. New kickers on both mm-hmm. sides. Yep. Kicking, punting advantage, certainly on the side of Iowa. Yep. We'll see. Hey, I wanted to pass run this by you before we uh, take a break for Bama. I had an Iowa State fan ask me, it's, it's silly, but if Iowa's offense is really struggling again, mm-hmm. you get into the second half, you get the choice, and Iowa State has the choice. Well, if they have the choice, you always take the ball. Because of what we've seen out of the new north end zone, 
do you want to have your back there? If if you're going to wind and field yep. position yep. and how difficult that North, it won the Penn State game and it very well could have won the game last That's week true. against South Dakota State. It's an advantage, Trent. Is that something you at least, if you're Campbell, do you at least have to contemplate? I said, you have to think about yes, it. Yes, you do. Now, here's that's, the problem. That's a really good question. If, if you kick it, Iowa scores, you're, you're kicking off in both halves, you're going to be murdered, right? You're mm-hmm. going to get killed for it. Mm-hmm. But I think it at least has to be a part of the mm-hmm. thought process, and especially if the Iowa offense is stinking it up again, right? That's an excellent question uh, that that person brought up to you. How did you answer it? That way that you got to think about you it? You have to think about I, it. I, I agree I, with you. Ultimately, I don't think you can do it. I mean, unless the win's ridiculous, was that the Iowa-Illinois game five years back where they had to go that direction because it was like 50-mile-an-hour wins? This is different. And it's been so it long since Iowa State's played there. I mean, yeah. was it even in place by that? It what, wasn't, no. I was going to say. Yeah, no. Uh, so they won't experience that. Well, I think it's going to be a Hunter Deckers game. I think we got, we reconvene on Monday, and we're talking about uh, a disappointing start, or he put his fingerprints all over this rivalry. I'm officially making my pick on the radio right now. Cyclone 17, Hawkeyes 13. So uh, the under is cashed easily, 31. Yes. And uh, Cyclone's in an upset. What's the money line? A plus 150 is kind of mm-hmm. the range different at different shops. So but... how did you get to that point? Is it just your your... You just don't have it's any the trust offense. whatsoever in yeah. Petrus and company? I, I think the defense is going to be good, but I think they're going to be put in a couple of tough uh-huh. spots here. And ultimately, Xavier Hutchinson will make a play. Jairo Brock will make a play. Hunter uh-huh. Deckers will make a play. And they'll make enough to outlast the Iowa defense and get it done. I just I don't have any confidence that Iowa can score. If Iowa needs to get to 20, 24 points, I can't envision a scenario. I, I'm, I, I'm not sure they could either. Um, does Haycock try to do something as far as Arlen Bruce? He's the only playmaker. He's the only guy. Yeah. You're right. I mean, Laporta, Laporta did not have a Laporta no. game last week. Um, yeah. And I expect him to be more involved tomorrow, mm-hmm. I would hope. Um, but but don't you think that Arlen Bruce, I mean, he's going to be carrying a, he's got a heavy burden tomorrow too. Yes, he does. And Arlen Bruce. And we'll see how much more involved he's also in the run game. He's really good on that mm-hmm. jet sweep and getting mm-hmm. him in space and doing things. They did it one time that mm-hmm. ended up in the drive that ended in the fumble, but I think that's also going to be a part. Expect a little more diversified yeah. Iowa offense, too. I bet you Jalen Noe may have a similar role yeah. uh, tomorrow because uh, he, he's a weapon, too. But, boy, Arlen Bruce. But it's a good thing he showed up last week, <laughs> right. right? It's a good thing he showed up because he was about it. All right, we're going to take a break. We will come back. We're going to go around college football. Did you like the slate of games this week? I think it's better overall than last week. Deeper? There's, it's deeper, right? Yeah. Maybe doesn't have the marquee, although certainly Georgia-Oregon was a dud. <laughs> Ohio State-Notre Dame was good. It was good. It was fine. It, yeah, I mean, it was good to see Ohio State win in a different fashion. One of the weird things this week I saw, that middle window, the two thirty, three o'clock window, there's 18 games here. There's never been, at least as it pertains really? to TV, this many games in that middle window t- this week. Well, I know our, the, the state and of Ohio. I mean, 17 games we will see. Right, it's the TV set on, on the Big Ten Network. All right, we'll take a break. Bama Bob joins us next. We'll go around college football. Nick Olson on Iowa State. We'll pick his brain, what he's heard, what he's seen, what he expects uh, coming up at 1045. That's our number one. Again, if you listen to the radio program over the, well, since Trent and I have been back, uh, we normally do klaxons on Friday. Uh, We still do klaxons, but we bumped it to Thursday.
days during football is just so darn busy. Uh, so Claxons is now a Thursday uh, promotion. We'll do that next Thursday as we had four of our listeners uh, get that opportunity yesterday. We're live at Principal Park where the LifeServe Blood Center the blood drive is going on now in conjunction with KXNO. There are openings. Uh, we invite you to come down here. We'd love to see you down here. Uh, you just come in the front office. You get on the elevator. You press uh, third floor. Um, and as soon as you walk off, A, you'll see us. B, you turn the corner and you're uh, with the good folks at LifeServe Blood Center. There are appointments from now until uh, 1 o'clock this afternoon. They are here. Uh, you can come fill your paperwork out. The, the entire process takes about an hour. So if you have an hour, if it's something you've uh, wanted to do, if maybe you haven't done it since the pandemic or whatever, for whatever reason, it's been a while since you've given blood, uh, there's opportunities down here this morning. We're live at Principal Park on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Stillraceway.com. All right, Millery Condon, welcome back to Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent and I live at Principal Park, downtown Des Moines. It is the LifeServe Blood Center a blood drive, and there are openings. We'd love to see you down here. All the early morning openings, they were packed earlier, but it's freed up. And if you have some time to do so, they are accepting appointments till uh, 1245 down here. Principal Park today, just go through the uh, main offices, get on the elevator up to the suites. As soon as you get off the elevator, you'll see us. You take a right. And there you are. Let's get to Bama. Bob, we're seven minutes late. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Not bad. Uh, Bama, good to talk to you, Trent and Ken. How are you? I'm doing great. So so let me get this straight. They get off the elevator, look at you, and go the other way. Got it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Nailed it. Indeed. Hey, Bama, since we're seven minutes behind, we got seven minutes of making up to do. So let's get right mm-hmm. into it, shall we? And uh, I want to get your take. Uh, Trent and I have been talking about it all week, including this morning. Uh your thoughts on, on Cyhawk, uh, Kinnick Stadium, 3 o'clock, maybe rain, sounds like wind, uh, rain coming in later in the day. I was now a four-point favorite some places, three and a half others. Hawks have won, what, six in a row, Trent, mm-hmm. uh, in this series. Uh, how do you see it, Bama? Well, I mean, usually I'm pretty excited about this game, but uh, after last week, it I mean, it has to be better, <laughs> doesn't it? But I, I just looked at that, Ken, the Iowa game, there were 286 total yards by both teams in the game last wow. week that that is mm-hmm. i mean ugh. but unheard of you listen unheard of and you know listen all the people that i the players iowa state lost um teachers it, it's hard i love this game you know that it's hard for me to get excited about it this year i think it'll be good i you know i probably land on the even though the under over under is 40 i mean my goodness that's that's a really low number but what have you seen from iowa that makes you think uh, you know they're going to be able to move it up and down the field with even with Petrus there. He's got to play better. Eleven to twenty-five, one hundred nine yards. Hutchinson to me is kind of the X factor for Iowa State. I think he has to have a big game. He's kind of their most explosive player. Um, but Kurt Ferentz knows that too, so he'll probably uh, you know do something to scheme it. I listen. I'll be in and out on this one, and if it's close, I'll be watching it. But um, you know, there's other games around that same time. I wish it wasn't, you know, maybe a little bit different window. Yeah, I'm but. with you. It's too bad. It's yeah. right that. It's it's what did you fun. say? 19 games. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just just not not much buzz around this one uh, nationally this year. Nope. Certainly not what it has been in the past. But you know, I like it just because of. I mean, you know why? And I just I'll we be lived here on it, but it's. Yeah, I did live here, and I and I loved it, and I kicked yeah. myself I didn't go with the five years I lived there, and I had chances to, but um, uh, I'll be in and out on it. But uh, listen, 
I don't have a pick just because Iowa is so bad. They've got to be. They have to be better. They can't be worse. So you would like to lean Iowa, but man, that spread keeps going up in their favor. So is it a sucker bet? Is it a uh, you know? Is it, are they begging you to take the clones? <laughs> Sounds like it, but uh, hard hard for me to yes. to get too excited about this one this year. All right, let's go to this one. Uh, uh, Alabama is a big favorite over Texas Trent Condon. Mm-hmm. This is kind of a, um, a show-me game, I think, for Sark, where, where this team is at. We know where Alabama's at. Uh, your thoughts on this game, Trent? Could it get ugly? I think so. You know, we've seen this so many times in the past. Now, it's normally at a neutral site. It's not at a home venue, and that's where Alabama will actually have to travel for mm-hmm. once and, and play a game outside of either neutral site or the confines of Brian Denny. That'll be different. It's going to be incredibly hot, 95 degrees. He is has it? Uh, pushing up towards the upper 100s, 108, 109 heat index. I uh, saw some of that by the middle of the game. It's going to be hot out there, but Alabama in a spot like this, how many times, well, you try to talk yourself in these early season games. Maybe, maybe, I'm not playing the maybe, Alabama rolls. I think they do too, Bama. What about you? Uh, I, listen, everybody's, they talk about, the you know the future SEC Sark all this kind of stuff I've said it before I think it's kind of a measuring stick game for Sarkeesian in particular but listen Texas is quote unquote coming for Alabama over the, and I'm talking about the next five six seven years okay all the NIL money they're going to be able to have um, there's a really good article on AL.com this year about uh, the last four or five years uh, you know Alabama's been able to recruit Texas get some big players out of there ever since NIL and in particular since the uh, announcement of the move. Uh, they don't have one play. They don't have one recruit in next year's class from Texas. Um, so it, listen, Texas is starting to lock that up. How that happens affects this year is, 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 I mean, it's not, but Alabama is a big favorite guy. You remember last year they were a big favorite, went to A&M and lost. Okay. It took four overtimes to beat Auburn. Uh, they, you know, went to a Gainesville as a big favorite and squeaked out of there. So we all remember where they finished, but getting there, are they a huge road favorite? I, they could be. I mean, this could be uh, you know thirty-eight, thirteen type cover game. But um, I, I think Alabama wins. I think they win comfortably. I think they have the better quarterback. I think Ewers is going to be pretty good. He's just basically holding the seat for Arch Manning. I think uh, you know for the next year or two. But um, listen, Alabama had trouble running the ball. Texas got a pretty good defensive line. I I think it's. I'm staying away from the betting, but I don't. I think the game will be competitive for a while. I think Alabama pulls away. I don't think this is one of those they get out 35-3 to in the first half and cruise. Um, the spread is 20. If you force me to bet, I take the points. But I don't – not that Texas has a shot to win, but Alabama on the road as big favorites historically, at least in the last couple of years, hasn't been a great bet. All right, I've got more coming up on that with our picks before we get out of here. Trent, here's a game that I'm really interested in. Uh, Tennessee and Pitt. Tennessee beat Ball State, Pitt, uh, West Virginia. Terrific game. Um, Your thoughts? Love the game. Think we're going to see a ton of points in it. We'll see how much better this Tennessee defense actually is against it. They're going to have to be. Yes, absolutely. If they're going to make a jump up in the East and and go from a fun team like they were a year ago to making that next step to being competitive of the mm-hmm. upper echelon, they got to make that leap on. Because they've side. got a quarterback, don't you agree? Oh yes, they do. Play. I, I love Hooker a yep. lot, and I like Keaton Slovis. I, I think this mm-hmm. is going to be a fun, entertaining game. More on this game coming up. At oh, the end of the an program. opinion. How about your opinion on this game, Bama? Yeah, this may be my favorite game of the day, guys. I mean, I, and I, we talked about That's it last good, week. Yeah. And it, 
It was really once I saw what Pitt looked like without Pickett. I thought, well, you know, there's going to be a drop-off and everything. But, um, look, I think it's good that they've had the extra two days to get over that emotional win against West Virginia. That was on a Thursday night. So you kind of get it out of your system a little bit, mm-hmm. maybe for a couple of days, whatever. Now you get back into a normal game week. You know, Tennessee is the – it's between Tennessee, Kentucky, Florida over, if not Georgia, who, and they're kind of the, right. you know, the girl with the curl, if you will. Uh, and, and one of those, uh-huh. and, and the, are, are they that next team? I don't know that they're that good this year, but man, you're right. What a quarterback battle hooker versus Slovis. I, this, this is fun. I mean, I, I think uh-huh. the over at 64 and a half is in play. That's a lot of points, but I could see 35, 28 here. I like Tennessee. I just, I think, I think I'm starting to buy in. I mean, it's taken a long time, year two for Hypo. I mean, and it really starts with the quarterback. You mentioned their defense. They get off to fast starts and then have trouble finishing. You know, Pitt beat them in Knoxville last year. Uh, and Narduzzi's already playing the underdog card. You know, hey, there's only really two conferences. There's the SEC and the Big Ten. And he called them, you know, the ACC, the Pee Wee Conference, which Condon may agree with, but that's a different story. But I think it's he, he's already playing that whole, you know, no respect card after one week. And and you know, where how does this team buy into that? I think Slovis needs to have a really, really big game. But I like Tennessee in this one going on the road. They they didn't play much last week. I do think Pitt the extra two days will help. I like Tennessee to win the game. I may grab the points. Uh, I'm still kind of up in the air on this one. Uh, Tennant, you know, Pitt getting six at home, but it's going to be hard for. The, I, I want to see the energy in that stadium, like I did too. I mean, I think there's going to be a lot of Tennessee. It was, the, yeah, it's a good point. Yeah, it's a good point. I think Bama, it was, it was rocking on Thursday night. In that, it was, and I think, and it was mainly a Pitt crowd. I think this is you're going to see a lot of orange in that stadium, and that may give Tennessee a little energy. I like the Vols to win the game. I'll think about the number a little bit later. All right, since we brought up the uh, the SEC East, let's uh, let's jump to that game, Trent. Two quarterbacks in here; they're both going to be in the pros. Uh, Levis for Kentucky, and of course Richardson uh, for Florida. I, I love this game. Mm-hmm. This game's going to go a yeah. long way to determining, if not Georgia, who. How do you see it, Trent? Letdown spot galore in for this Florida. One. Oh, absolutely! Yeah. After all the pomp and circumstance leading into that game against Utah, a ton of Utah fans that made the travel and the trek down to Gainesville, the struggles getting out of there, and the play of Richardson that has really put him in the spotlight. He went from a nice player to, I think, somebody that is now part of everybody's lexicon in college football. How do you bounce back from that? And you're doing it against a tough physical team. You know Kentucky football incredibly well, Ken. I, I, I'm scared about this spot. I think that Florida escapes with the win, but this is going to be tight. Even with Kentucky and all the suspensions that they have, and Rodriguez and everybody else. He's still out apparently, too. I I think it's just going to be, this is going to be a grinder. This is going to be 2017, 17-13. It's going to be that type of game. Who makes the play late? And I think it'll ultimately be the Gators. Uh, Bam, you got an opinion either way? Yeah, I'm on the under on this one, and I'm taking the points. Um, I I agree with you for all that uh, Richardson did last week. And it was really, really good. Um, you know, there were just spots where I, I want to see him throw the ball better. And I just think Kentucky's defensive line is, is they are really good. Mark Stoops has got a program that he's built there. And it's not just a, you know, kind of a one-off thing. Um, Rodriguez being out scares me, Ken. They only had 50 yards on the ground last week. And they're going to have, they're going to find something against Florida to move the ball. Florida was so much better on defense. You know, they missed a few tackles, but, 
it just looked night and day last week against a really good Utah team versus what it's looked like the last two years under Todd Grantham. And they just, they just, that looked more like Florida football to me. It's a night game. They're going to be juiced again. The first, I think only the third time ever these team, two teams have met where they're both ranked. Um, so they may be, wow. they may be a little bit of a letdown for Florida. I'm I'm kind of with you there because everybody was just sort of um, you know how they're going to handle the success because they haven't had much lately. Can this game last year in Lexington is kind of the where it started going really wrong, really fast for Florida, and you know led to Dan Mullins firing and now Napier's in there. But I I, I like the I I love the under on this. I'm, I agree with Trent. Twenty three seventeen twenty. Four twenty something like that. I think the under is is way in play, and I'm going to take the points. I just think Kentucky is that good. I don't, I don't. It's a toss up to me, really a toss up, and it's just really a pivotal game for both teams. If you really look at the schedule, if Kentucky can get out of there with it's a massive, win, I mean, it's huge because they got they got Youngstown State, Northern Illinois, an Ole Miss team that didn't look great. I mean, they could get off to a 5-0 and start. If this goes wrong, um, now all of a sudden they've got an Eastern Division loss, you know, the Georgia game. And same with Florida. they got South Florida, and then they go Tennessee. How about Utah, Kentucky, at Tennessee, three of the first four weeks for the Gators? Huge, huge game. I'm on the under. I like the Cats. I almost like them to win outright. But, man, that's going to be a, it's going to be a fun game. That's where my eyeballs will be on Saturday night. USC yeah. Stanford, they could be here. I I just don't think this is going to be a close game for whatever reason. How about you, Trent? I mean, USC, all of those weapons, I know they didn't beat anybody last week. I thought it was a good tune-up, though. Uh, national TV, you know Lincoln Riley's going to want to have his team, um, you know, doing what he thinks they can do, and I expect them to do. How do you see it? This one is also coming ah, up a little okay. bit later. I, I think I tipped my hand on TV on this one to you this week. I think you know where I yeah. am leaning, but USC, I went back and uh, watched a highlight package. It was like a six, seven-minute highlight package of the game. All those pick sixes. Offensively, though, boy, they looked really yeah. good. I, I know it's Rice, but they looked really good. Bama? I, I, that's why I put them number four in my oh, – yeah. that was my fourth team. Yeah, Bama, go ahead. Uh, take it away. Yeah, I love the, I love USC. I'm, I'm laying the points all day on this one. Uh, Caleb Williams, I mean, he's a weapon. He can do everything. He can run. He can throw. I don't know where Stanford's been. Listen, they got a nice quarterback in McKee, but man, do, do they just have enough to slow down USC? And I, I just think I, I I'm with. Think I mean, so. listen, USC was my—they were my pick to make the playoff. I think you know my fourth team, and I, yeah. I'm not wavering on that. Now, again, you can't get excited over Rice. Uh, you know, I think uh, Stanford played a worse opponent in Colgate. And, you know, struggle a little bit to a couple of picks or whatever it was. I mean, it, but look, you just, I, I'm all over Lincoln Riley and USC. I think they get it started this week. The, you know, this, this rivalry is probably going to end when USC goes to the Big Ten, which is a shame because over the years it's been pretty good since Shaw's been there at least and even before him with Harbaugh. Um, so this game, I don't know if they're going to be able to manage to play it as a non-conference game and keep it going, but um, I think USC is going to make a statement going out, and I, I'm, I am all over the Trojans on this, on the uh, you know laying the eight well, and a half. If Kevin Warren gets his way, maybe it is a conference game because Stanford seemingly is is in the mix. We'll, we'll see, true, yeah. uh, guys. We have like six minutes. Uh, uh, B- Baylor BYU. This will be a conference game next year, Trent. Yes, this is a. 
this this is kind of I don't want to say under the radar. I think mm-hmm. people are picking up on it. This is a big spot for the Bears, a, a huge one, and it's a huge spot for BYU. We talked about their path. If they get to eleven and one with the schedule that they have this year, they're going to be in great contention, especially if Baylor goes on as a contender or maybe even a champion mm-hmm. of the Big Twelve, and they can get a win in this spot. BYU has an opportunity. Baylor obviously has an opportunity. Yet as it pertains to the game, I don't have a feel at all. I, I just I can't. I can't figure this one out. Last year, Baylor won it uh, uh, 38-24. I just don't have a feel. I can't. I can't come together and figure out how, at least in my mind, this one plays out. How about you, Bama? Uh, Nine fifteen, by the way, <laughs> fellas. Yeah, Bama, your thoughts? Yeah, I, yeah. I think this is going to be a tough one for Baylor. Uh, you mentioned the nine fifteen kickoff. That's a late kick for a for a team that's on you know Central Time, and and that's just that's a lot of sitting around and waiting all day. You know, getting up late. Uh, you know, late lunch, nap in the middle of the day, then you get into game. I mean, that is a that's just a really that's a really tough kickoff uh, at nine fifteen uh, body clock time. I like BYU. I think I don't. I'm with Trent. I don't have a whole lot of feel for this really because I mean, listen, it's early. Neither one of them played anybody last week. Uh, although BYU did go on the road, beat South Florida, so you got to give them a little credit there. But I love Aranda. I love what he's done at Baylor. Baylor's a three-point favorite. I, I'm I'm not betting this game, but it's going to be fun because it's going to be packed. This is a big stadium. It's sort of an underrated mm-hmm. venue. Yep. Big stadium, Big Twelve team. Beautiful. Kind of welcome to the. Yeah, it is. And you know they're probably all dressed in white, and it's the the back. The setting is beautiful. It's one of those that's on my list to get to. Uh, kind of down midway through the bucket list there, but. I'm with you. This is a huge game for BYU because if they if they have any shot at crashing the party at the end of the year, this is a game they have to have. Baylor doesn't necessarily have to have it because it's not a conference game yet. But uh, this is a fun one to have on late at night, I think, uh, after all the other ones are done. You kind of flip over to this one. This is probably the game of the night. Another decent one. Uh, you know, with uh, Mississippi State and Arizona, but I think this is the late night game for sure. All right, fellas, uh, let, let's uh, let's move here. Which of these two Big Twelve teams uh, games, Trent? If you if I, your schedule allowed, uh, you're not watching anything else. Mizzou, K State, Arizona State, Okie State. Which of those two games would you watch? I think it's the Arizona State, Oklahoma State, just because Spencer Sanders, what he did in Week One, mm-hmm. uh, was that a mirage? Was it just a bad opponent in Central Michigan, or is there much there? Is he taking another step forward in his senior season? I'm intrigued by this Cowboy team. Plus, it's Arizona State. I don't know. There's something with the Sparky on. The helmet. I just love watching Arizona State. Yeah, <laughs> it's not so much Herm. Uh, Bama, which of those two games, Big Twelve games, would you watch? I'm going the other way. I want to see Martinez in K State. I want to see what he looks like. Uh, me too. You know, against a yep, real opponent, too. and this is a former Big Twelve battle, obviously before Missouri bolted to the SEC. So uh, I'll be in on this one a little bit. K State's favorite at home by more than a touchdown, which I find interesting. Um, don't trust Martinez that much to put money on it, but uh, for me, it's 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 the uh, Wildcats and the Tigers. I just think the old Big Twelve battle, and I want to see what he looks like against a real opponent. I'm with you. If I want to see if the K State hype is is legit and warranted, and it's eleven o'clock, so Alabama Texas gets out of hand. That's where I'll flip. All right. So same question, Big Ten, uh, Wazoo whiskey. Virginia at Illinois. like that matchup. I'm not sure how that came about. Uh, at Duke at Northwestern. Trent, which of those three of the Big Ten games would you watch? Uh, Duke at Northwestern, that just feels gross. I mean, a, 12, <laughs> a bunch of smart kids <laughs> on the yeah, field. 12-11 is something dumb like that. Virginia, Illinois, kind of the same one. 
Washington State, Wisconsin might at least be entertaining. Yeah. So I guess that's the direction well, I leave. He's got a quarterback. And Graham Mertz. Uh, is, Good is their one. quarterback. Uh, let's see about game two. Uh, Bama, which of those three big uh, 10 games moves your needle? I'm going to go Virginia, Illinois. Illinois is a team I'm tracking this year. I know Purdue's my guilty pleasure. I like them, too. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm just, I'm not off of that. But I, something about Bielma and the Illini, just, it just kind of intrigues me. And I think this is kind of a, a big win for them. They, they, they kind of barfed one against Indiana last week. We talked about, you know, them getting bowl eligible. This is one I think they kind of really, really need at home in order to get to a bowl game this year. So I'll be, I'll be kind of, Flipping into that one back and forth. I mean, I'll be on you, uh, Tennessee, Pittsburgh for the most part, but this is one that I'll keep an eye on, and it'll be fun maybe to flip over at halftime. Uh, Tony Elliott comes over from Clemson. He was their offensive coordinator. He's now the head man at Virginia. But I'm, man, that's I'm, I'm kind of with you. This Illinois team, for whatever, they should be two and zero. They should be. I mean, yeah, Hightower caught that ball three times, and I know I've been beating that dead horse, but that was an awful yeah. call. Awful, awful. It was. It was. Uh, Bama, you're, you're sneaky good. I'm with you. That's a great point. Your sneaky good game of the week is what? I'm going to go early again, Ken, and I know it's another SEC game. I'm going uh, South Carolina at Arkansas. I just, I mean, Spindler, Spencer Rattler mm-hmm. for the Gamecocks against KJ mm-hmm. Jefferson. You know, Arkansas coming off that big win uh, against. Cincinnati at home, uh, they get another game at home. South Carolina, sneaky good. They, they're kind of doing a little hard knocks thing. It's not called hard knocks, but it's something where they're kind of following them during the year on ESPN or SEC Network or one of those that I ran across. they got some talent. They've got some motivation, and now they got a quarterback. they got a quarterback with some talent. Mm-hmm. He's just got to prove it. So, listen, I, I think this has got a chance to be pretty good. South Carolina gave them a lot of rushing yards last week, which, which kind of bothers me, but I'm going to go Rattler and K.J. Jefferson early at 11 o'clock on ESPN. Sneaky game, Trent. Uh, well, we talked about Baylor-BYU. How about this late window? Also, Oregon State-Fresno at 9.30. But 10 o'clock, the last game of the night, Mississippi State at Arizona. The Wildcats played incredibly well Dude, in that win it. against San Diego State. That was my sneaky good game a week ago. Back to the well again. Wildcats against Leach and the boys from Mississippi State. I'm with you, Trent. I think that's the game. I love the Arizona story. Mm-hmm. Boy, they got problems with that San Diego State stadium, that brand-new yes. stadium. There's no cover. And it was in the hundreds. Had people fainting past. Passing out for crying out loud. Uh, anyways, Bama, good stuff. We'll talk to you on Monday. We'll recap what we saw this weekend at 11.05. Enjoy the football, Bama. We're late. We've got to let you go. Thanks, bud. Take care, guys. Yep, good to hear from you. Bama Bob, as we talk college football. We preview Friday, recap on Monday. Nick, uh, Nick Olson uh, from uh, 24-7 Sports on Iowa State. He's next. It's Miller and Condon. We're live at Principal Park on Des Moines Sports Station, 106.com for details. All right, welcome back, Miller and Condon, live at Principal Park, the LifeServe Blood Center uh, annual. What color do you bleed? Blood drive in conjunction with the Cyhawk game is going on right now. There are availabilities. There are some appointments. Uh, walk-ins are welcome. We're on the third floor at Principal Park. Walk in the front doors. Go up the elevator to floor number three. And around the corner, once you get on the elevator, there will the crew be. And they would love to see you. Uh, there is, after the summer months, always a, uh, a need uh, for blood. Uh, let's get to Nick Oson, 24-7 sports, cyclonealert.com. Uh, he'll join us uh, on Monday to recap this game. Nick, 
Thanks for being flexible. Before we get into what you've heard this week, what you what you saw last week, I uh, want to give you some time to talk about the uh, the promotion going on at Cyclone Alert. I know you guys have a pretty big sale going on, 60% off subscriptions. Tell us about that, Nick. How are you? Great to be back, guys. Thank you so much. So, obviously, this game is a huge deal around here, really around the state of Iowa. So, we are doing a 60% off annual VIP promo. As you guys know, especially Trent, there are a lot of perks that comes with it. Content every day, you know, scoops on the message boards, questions for podcasts. And it's really worth it. And this is probably our second best deal of the year. So, I would definitely say if you're interested content every single day of football season come on aboard it's well worth it well if you want to reward guys that bust their hump out on the trail and uh and don't mail it in nick is certainly that guy at cyclonealert.com uh nick let's get into the game uh coordinators this week i kind of think that um you know they obviously they're going to play things close to the vest they seemingly always do uh Behind the scenes, what are you hearing on Cartavius Norton? Sounds like it's a hamstring for Campbell to come up with as much transparency did on uh, on Tuesday as press conference. A, it was refreshing to hear. Uh, what are you hearing as far as timeline? Have, uh, is, is there a fear inside the building that this might be uh, more than day-to-day, that this could linger weeks? I definitely wouldn't say that there is a fear, not only because of the depth of the backfield, but I, I truly don't think, you know, both both on the record at press conferences and kind of behind the scenes, like you mentioned, I don't think there really is that fear. I certainly don't expect to see him in Iowa City, but I think it's just something you're going to be a little bit patient with. It shouldn't linger throughout too much of the season. And fortunately for the Cyclones, as we've talked about on the show, that is a spot where you never want injury, of course, but there's some legitimate talent still in that room. Norton is so young, obviously showed some flashes already. You let him take his time with that, which, like you kind of mentioned, likely around the hamstring area, nothing season long, and see what the other two to three backs can do without him as he rests up. So we've talked Hunter Decker's obviously a huge key to this game, how he plays. What else outside of the quarterback position? What are some of your keys that you think ultimately are going to decide who wins Cyhawk? Yeah, I think, you know, Ken mentioned kind of keeping things close to the best. I think how much Iowa State is willing to open up the playbook and get different guys involved will be a major aspect. And I expect them to do it because I've kind of said throughout the week, this is, an Iowa State team that, of course, they're not favored and they're not necessarily expected to win, but they have the personnel to do it. Overall, they're pretty healthy, and I think they've got the talent on the outside. I'm looking for guys like Jalen Knoll, who obviously got some touches, but maybe not quite as many yards last week, as well as Dimitri Stanley to kind of stretch the field with their speed and take the top off the defense. I know you guys saw Stanley made a bit of an impact last week, could have had some more yards if not called for a pass interference against him there as well. That still helps the offense, of course. But I'm looking for speed to be a major element on the offense. And then on the other side of the ball, Will McDonald kind of has to play to his ability. And, you know, he had a little bit of a quiet week one. I think he's someone that if the Hawkeyes are rolling with Petrus, especially throughout the whole game, that can create a lot of havoc. And potentially, Iowa State can break that turnover streak there as well. 
Yeah, it's been a long time, no doubt about it. I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree with you more on Will McDonald, and and he was he did have a quiet week. Look, he's going to be double teamed. Uh, all uh, all offensive lines are, are preparing for for Will McDonald and the uh, havoc that he can create. But there's a reason he came back. He wanted to elevate his uh, his uh, opportunities at the next level. He's had some things to learn. Well, he's got to learn how to beat those double teams, and if he can, uh, get to the quarterback. Because uh, Trent, as you know, I, I was offensive line last week. Uh, uh, not did good. not play well, no doubt about it. So um, Chase Gilbert's going to be an interesting story in this football game. If there is rain, if there is wind, we know that Tory Taylor's as big a weapon uh, at at the punter position as there is in college football. Quite frankly, uh, Gilbert on the road, hostile environment, maybe conditions that um, are less than ideal. Uh, what's the confidence level in their punter slash kicker? I think it's high, guys. You know, I remember when I kind of first started coming onto the show around National Signing Day in the winter. I, I remember bringing him up because he was just so much more than a kicker. I think you've started to see that, certainly hear about it. And I've been impressed with him. I've really heard nothing but good things. I know that he's a name that, you know, we've brought up before. And it's not an easy spot, really, even for juniors or seniors. But this kid can just do so much. I think he's gained and garnered the confidence through his performances really at fall camp. He's been strong. And this is a spot where I think the staff trusts him and is confident, but they're also going to do as much as they can, obviously, to execute with some of the veterans on offense and defense and not quite put so much on the special teams unit because I was just checking the weather right before this, and it doesn't look like that aspect is really going to favor the Cyclones either. So this game very well could come down to the wire. Special teams are going to be a huge component. One thing I want to get your perspective, Will McDonald, I know he didn't rate out real well at pro football focus. A lot of times it felt like he was kind of chasing after the play. Maybe doesn't have the help he's had in the last couple of years at that defensive line. Wazirike, you mean? <laughs> That's a huge, huge component of it. What did you see out of Will McDonald? And any chance to talk to him this week? Kind of a disappointing game one, at least from my perspective. Yeah, he was not at, you know, kind of the group on Tuesday that we had the chance to speak to. I'm not taking, you know, I'm kind of taking it with a grain of salt. I mean, you expect performances and production from a player like that every week, no matter the opponent. But especially with Iowa's offensive line problems, and, yeah, they're, they're missing a Wazirike, like you said, but I think there's a lot of talent up on that front, and I do know that there's confidence in that depth, and I would even say versatility that they have. They've got legitimately five or six guys to really throw at you there. I'm expecting a great performance from McDonald. I'll say one one sack, maybe one and a half. It just is really going to depend on how Iowa kind of schemes their offense because you figure they're going to try to get the ball out quickly when they do drop back to pass. And I think McDonald is going to make an impact. Obviously, he's also going to have to make an impact in the run game because we know how Iowa likes to perform their offense with weather like this. They'll want to be physical. They'll want to go in between the tackles, and that's where actually one of the spots that McDonald kind of needs to build on for the NFL, putting on some muscle mass and playing up in the run game. So I think that'll be interesting. I'm not worried yet, but if he's got a quiet game again, then maybe I think you ask some more of those questions. I still think he's the best player on the team and really one of the best players in the country. 
We are out of time, Nick Olson. 60% off going on right now at CycloneAlert.com. Nick, enjoy your uh, your Iowa City experience. First time over to Kinnick, taken in the Cyhawk game. We will recap this with you on Monday, Nick. Have a good weekend. Enjoy the game. And again, the 60% uh, sale right now at CycloneAlert.com. Thank you, Nick. I look forward to it. Thank you so much, guys. All right, good to hear from you. Nick Olson on Iowa State. Mike Palm from Vegas. Tom Cakert on the Hawks. Hour 2 next. Miller and Condon at Principal Park on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3.